and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 190. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Oh, God. Of course, you'd ask me the question right when I'm yawning. Yeah, I waited. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, baseball opening day happened. We talked about it. Uh, it should be a national holiday. I'd like to submit another national holiday for the. I think, uh, I think you're fresh out. Just for the record, I would like to submit another national holiday. The first day after winter, that it, it that it is 80 degrees and sunny. It has to be both those things. Off. Everybody gets off. Oh, the day off. The day off. So it's not a federal holiday. It's a state by state holiday. It has to be state by state, yeah. <laughs> it has to be state by state. Because yeah. some of them bitches stay in that, that cold until May, dude. It was snowing in Denver today. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> losers. <laughs> All right, how are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good. It doesn't matter I knew it was coming. It's, it's, it's been too long. I knew it had to happen, man. Knew it had in, to happen. In honor of WrestleMania, I had to bring The Rock out for your bitch ass. Hey, it's cool. Hey, by the way, shout out. I, I don't know if there's anybody that listens that watches wrestling, but this was my first WrestleMania, and um, I'm, I'm sold. I'm in. I downloaded. I re- I set my Hulu to record Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. I'm buying into the characters. I'm, I'm selling out, bro. I'm going to full send on being a, a WWE fan, bro. All right, who's your who's your favorite wrestler then, Eric? Uh, I mean, honestly, the only thing I know from the WWE is the card that I saw. There was a lot of dudes that were really cool, but I came in at a time when I feel like Cody Rhodes should have won the belt. And uh, Jermaine, with all his amazing knowledge of wrestling, filled me in on how great his dad was and how he had the misfortune of never getting the belt. So I'm going to be championing Cody to get that shit this year at some point, even though it doesn't seem like Roman's ever going to lose the belt. Didn't, like he single, didn't didn't Corey Rhodes single handedly run AEW for a while? Uh, not single handedly. It's it's also Cody Rhodes, but he was oh. one of the executive vice presidents that started it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes was awesome. I thought it would have been tight. Um, Dusty Rhodes is universally beloved by almost everyone in WWE. He had one of the most, um, he was really like influential on everybody you see now because he trained them how to do promos. He trained them how to work the crowd, how to work the ring, how to enter, you know, the stage. So pretty much everyone who is like, Hey, keep it down. Uh, who's who in WWE has nothing but love and respect for him. So, um, yeah, and that, that's the whole thing. So Dusty Rhodes gimmick is he was the common man, right? He was the son of a plumber that grew up poor. Right. And he was like, you can do what I, what I'm doing. You just have to dream big enough. And so that's why he was like universally beloved, but yeah, he really only spent, uh, spent two years of his like, prime wrestling career in WWE mm-hmm. slash WWF at the time. Uh, and then he really just, he made his name everywhere else. Right. So, um, yeah, but he went all over the place. He wrestled all the independents. He, 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 you know, back then it was called the territory system before Vince bought it all up, 
and made it all WWE, um, or at the time WWF. I mean, you get the fucking point. Uh, no, but he's fucking tight. Cody Rhodes is an outstanding pick. He just wrestled, headlined WrestleMania, which is bucket list. But if only he could have won the title as well. Um, I don't think he's ever gonna win the title now. There, there. So you asked me who my favorite wrestler is, and and I, I, it's not Cody Rhodes. I'm rooting for him in this next season, but um, uh, what I can't, uh, like who I hate and I will never like, and I hope he fucking falls off a bridge, is this dominant Mysterio kid. All right, I'm not gonna get into the backstory, but I just want you to know how much I dislike this kid, and I'm glad he, you know, whatever. Just fuck that kid, bro. No, no respect. <laughs> no respect. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, WrestleMania happened this weekend. Dominic Mysterio wrestled his father on the grandest stage of them all, and and uh, the they. WWE has a phenomenal video package team, so they told the story of how they got to this point. And uh, Dominic Mysterio played a phenomenal villain. He's a very hateable individual. He's got a very annoying face. Well, after you see his actions, his face becomes annoying. <laughs> so Eric now hates him. Yeah, you can add him to the list with uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman and Chris Jericho. Where's Kanye when you need him? Every time M- every time MJF is on the screen, I'm like, God, give me Kanye right now. <laughs> All right, well, since you brought up wrestling, might as well go into the communion with E then, Eric. All right, so uh, real simple. We don't, you know, it doesn't have to go too much depth, but I've been thinking about it, you know, just because I've been fantasizing about, you know, like living that lifestyle. But if you grew up into wrestling and, and that's the career path you wanted to go down, uh, for each of you, if you have an idea of what your wrestling name would be, what your persona would be and or not well persona slash would you rather be a hero or villain and then if you have readily available a walkout song because a lot of these guys have really cool walkout songs what your wwe AEW, whatever promotion you want to wrestle for what your walkout song would be oh so this is a different question um all right so this so this is the arc that i want to take and it's and it's going to be an arc followed by a wrestler before and Jermaine's going to know it instantly. I want to be like the man for just like, I want to be the man for justice, like the man for America, bright colors, everything like that. I want to be the guy that's always there. He's always like the, he's the defender. He's the standard. He never changes, you know, all American guy. Right. And then something needs to happen to me and I'm killed. (laughs) And then sort of Sting, sort of Undertaker, I just get to make unscripted appearances and just ruin, <laughs> kind of go on a revenge tour. So here's so here's my arc, right? You pick six wrestlers, right? They're my former friends. They kill me. Then over the who it is, it's a who done it. It's a who done it. But over the course of maybe, you know, if it's popular, over the course of years. Right at WrestleManias or Summer Slams or just random Monday Night Raws, I come back and I take out a wrestler, and people are like, "Oh my god!" and then disappear. Right, and I'm a masked man; nobody knows who I am. And then when I finally kill that sixth man, then I reveal myself with the Infinity Gauntlet. Each each dead wrestler <laughs> yeah. is now a stone. <laughs> each, each dead wrestler is a scar on my body. That's awesome. 
Uh, mine's pretty easy. So my older brother actually stole the name from me. Fucking dirtbag. He's just like, I like that name. I'm pretty sure it's his Instagram handle now, but uh, that's how much he stole it. Yeah, shocker. Nick stole my my name for his dog. My brother stole my <laughs> shit. There's a trend here. Anyways, uh, it's the wild card outlaw, J.C. Lawless. And I don't have a walkout song because I would make my own song so I can get royalties on the song as well. Uh, but I... So to have a good wrestling song, you need an iconic first five seconds, right? And so I'm picturing Lil Wayne's no single, right? When he flicks the lighter, and then you hear, and then you hear the the. Uh, actually, you know what? What do they call that on a stick of dynamite? What do they call it? the the fuse? Fuse. 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 Yeah. So. Uh, you hear the lighter flick, and then you hear the fuse run, and then a, a TNT explosion happens. And uh, then it goes into the music, and it's maybe something orchestral with, like, violins, kind of like Shinsuke Nakamura, something like that. But that shit would be epic as fuck. And also, the Wild Card Outlaw is self-explanatory. I do what I want, when I want, how I want it. So it's very much Stone Cold Steve Austin, very much John Moxley. Um, so... I would go that that route because it just seems like way more fun to not really be good or bad. And in my in my opinion, the best pro wrestler of all time is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and he had this uncanny ability to from month to month to just fit whatever you needed him to fit and get the fans to love him. So he could be a hero this month because he's fighting uh, Fuckface A, and then he could be a villain this month because he's fighting Big Titty Bitch McGee C. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I think that kind of ebb and flow as as character means you truly know your character, and then you can get over with any crowd. Uh, that's what I would do. But uh, storyline purposes, I'd want to win the the world title in the main event of WrestleMania in a four way match. Cool. Would you be Ariel or more tactician? Luchador, bro. What the fuck? Luchador, you Nick. Hispanic. I'm gonna be flying through that. Bro, I don't. Bro, it's when, dude. When I'm American, I'm just. I'm when. When I'm that all-American boy, I'm traditional, dude. I stay in the ring. Maybe hit some people. Maybe just, you know, I I wrestle. I wrestle like an everyman's wrestler, dude. Yeah. Like a Dusty Rhodes. But when I when I go when I go to be the the White Death, dude, and that's what (laughs) I'm gonna be. When I go to be the White Death, it doesn't. I wrestle how I. You don't know what's gonna happen. Lights go out. Lights come up. I'm in the ring. Lights go out again. Nobody's in the ring. <laughs> it's just it's just a chalk outline of right. the person's body. <laughs> Lights come back on. He's 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 up on the video board. Bro, so I, I've been thinking. About, this is this has been in my mind for a very long time. So that's funny because I've been thinking about it, like ever since I watched WrestleMania. Like I've been listening to songs. And I'm like, oh, that could be my walkout song and shit. But. The one thing that I can't stop coming back to is I just want to be known in every match for getting slammed through a table. It just seems so fucking fun, dude. Like that one grandma. Dude, I, I would be slamming people at the tables. I'd be getting slammed through tables. Look, it would be go, a thing. We can go buy a table and right. show you how not fun it is if you want. <laughs> Bill's well, Mafia. This, you can just go to Bill's Mafia. You don't have to be a wrestler. Well, this I, is just assuming I'm in much better shape than I am now and uh, falling to a table wouldn't kill me. I've watched enough film. I know exactly how to perfectly lift you up and slam you textbook WWE style, bro. <laughs> 
So if you want to get put through a table, I got you. Eric, yeah, I, if we're gonna I, do I this, wouldn't we're... discount yourself. I think you're in perfect shape to go through a table. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm hefty. I'll break that bitch real quick. No, but I think we should. I think we should set this up, dude. Like, I mean, I know, like, well, only a couple of the homies listen. So, like, the next time we have like a big group event, we're all there. Let's like fucking fake argument and you just slam me through a fucking table dude it'll be legendary <laughs> oh i thought you meant like activate our wrestler persona <laughs> i thought oh, he was or that would be lit. That i was like mine's a multi-year <laughs> journey eric we the fans got to be invested <laughs> no nah, i just want to get slammed through a table dude it just seems fun and i'm I, like I, I know i said pre-show that my walkout song never changes but for this i'm gonna have to revive the hulk hogan one it's my favorite walkout song of all time and like Jermaine said, you gotta have an iconic like first five, like first five seconds. That guitar, bro. And I am a real American. <laughs> that is just that gets me hyped every time. <laughs> so I'm bringing I'm bringing that back. Whatever copyrights I gotta pay, whatever I gotta pay to Hulk Hulk Incorporated. Would you guys have like Roman Reigns has this like a lot of these a lot of these uh, higher up high profile uh especially like belt holders they have like this fucking shysty fucking usually bald usually pudgy short like asshole who's like their manager or whatever would you have somebody like that with you or would you just walk out solo we already have one of those you've seen one person that fits that exact mold that you talked about no there's one in aw i can't remember his name but he's a shysty one in japan too who who bald uh he might not be bald well, you know what I mean? Like a shady fucking, you know, I don't want to use a certain term so that people like to so use, called, but so if shysty. It's a, if, it's a ma- if it's a male, it's a manager. Yeah. If it's a if it's a woman, it's it a is a valet. Valet, okay. Valet. So it depends because uh, some, some of the best valets are, it's just a fancy word for a uh, female manager. Yeah. And, uh, but some of the best managers are women. Like Vicky Guerrero, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, what's Ma- Macho Man's fucking girl that he fought Hulk Hogan over? I think it's Miss Elizabeth. She was outstanding. Uh, Lita with the Hardy Boys, outstanding, but she was also a badass wrestler on her own, right? So, uh, but I think that, I think that wraps up our WrestleMania, WWE, pro wrestling, community with E-Talk. Uh, and we'll get into today's episode. Today's episode, uh, as you can tell by the name of the title, if you didn't read that beforehand, then I'm going to tell you right now in three, two, one, the Masters. Hey. Uh, it's always a very, very fun golf event. You love to see it. You're always excited to see who's going to win and get the jacket. So that's what we'll be getting into. But before we do that, we'll do pop culture pick them. And in honor of Nick's incessant bitching, we've actually picked this pop culture pick them. <laughs> just oh, fucking with Jesus. you, Nick. I'm not prepared for it, probably. Oh, that's a great one. Top five worst things to happen on a date. Oh, no. (laughs) And today's order is actually Nick, Jermaine, Eric. So he's even more prepared. All right. So I went on this date the other day, okay? (laughs) This is just literally going to be me like, okay, so I did this the other day. Um, I went on this date the other day, talking with this girl through the dating apps. Very good texture. Everything you want in a texture. You can tell she's smart. You can tell she's knowledgeable. You can tell she's funny. Uh, she, she's flirty. Based on her profiles on the picture, she looks she looks pretty good. So we're texting back and forth, looking good. We set a date at Top Golf. We come to Top Golf. She says nothing. I get 
two to three words out of her, one to three words out of her. She doesn't drink. She doesn't order any food. Every time, like, hey, so, like, how long have you been in D.C.? She'll be like, a year. Okay. Um, so you said nursing, right? So, like, is that what you want to? Is that what you want to do with a career, or are you just doing that for right now? I think I want to do it right now. Okay. Uh, you, you like you said you like running. Do you do you like to watch or play any other sports? This is literally verbatim. What I I'm trying to throw the dartboard, right? I'm trying to hit all Objection, the other. Objection, Your Honor, leading the witness. I mean, <laughs> like, do you do you do? No, I just like running. Hey, bartender, Bro. can I have like another beer, please? Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. To not to not talk to anyone. That's yeah. crazy. So not talking. <laughs> All right. So that one's uh, that one's uh, Nick's is not talking. Uh, I'm gonna go with star fishing. Huh. <laughs> this is all just gonna be about me. <laughs> no, this is from my life as well. Narcissist. Yeah, bro. That happens to everybody. <laughs> That's what I've been told. Jermaine, Jermaine, Jermaine knows about my about my trials and tribulations. I tried for months to go on a date with this girl. Months. And I finally landed it, and wouldn't you know it? <laughs> yeah, dude, star fishing. Like, look, I'm not saying every date has to end in sex, but I mean, what are we here for? Sex. Yeah, everyone's trying. Everyone's trying to get that nut. And, you know, a little enthusiasm goes a long way. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to pass it to Eric. Go ahead, Eric. All right. So unlike you guys, um, I'm not going to point out something that girl has done. I'm going to point out something that happened to myself. Um, and I have two actually absolutely embarrassing back-to-back -back stories. So the first pick, um, I'm just going to say it. I trusted a fart and shit myself on a first date. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. <laughs> Happened. Never trust a fart on the hey, first day. Bro, I had bro. like four in the car. I was like, they're good, solid. I'm it's formed sure up. Pretty sure that's like a rule. <laughs> <laughs> and then, sure enough, we're sitting in this. I'll never forget. There was a circular booth, not circular, but like you know, like the half moon booths. And we're sitting next to each other. She gets up to go to the restroom, and I was like, all right, I get toot a little bit, let it go. Big mistake, dude. At the dinner table, dude. At the dinner table, dude. Shit myself at the dinner table at a You're first date in Scottsdale, Arizona. It was... Farts at the dinner table, bro. Hey, man, whatever, dude. Bro, he wanted just to he wanted to crack it out. So, I was so, so what happened? Did you did you leave? Did you uh, power through? No, I mean I went to the restroom, threw my undies away, cleaned my asshole, and like went back to the date, but like that was in my head the whole time. I was like, did she smell it? Like, did she know? Like, she had to have known. She left her purse at the table. Maybe she was listening. Like, it just, that was in my head. So the date was just ruined. But, uh, and then the second most embarrassing thing is, uh, which would be my second pick, was when I was in college, I was having uh, a little too much fun. And I noticed I was on a first date and I noticed half my face wasn't working. <clears throat> And I was drinking out of like I was drinking out of the straw and I just kept falling out of my mouth on the, on the right side and ended up turns out I had Bell's palsy. So my face was half my face was paralyzed for like three <laughs> weeks. So that was a great fucking date. Uh, it was actually my buddy's little sister's best friend who had been partying with at the dorms and she wanted to hang out. So I was like, yeah, 
And sure enough, the bells kicked in. The bells pee kicked in that night, and I paralyzed my face and drooled all over myself. So that's probably the two most embarrassing stories I got on first dates, by the way, or dates. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. I'm going, I'm going with blacking out. <laughs> Sweet, dude. Sweet. Yeah, I'm keeping it simple. Hey, man, if you don't remember the date, you probably did something stupid. <laughs> All right. So when I first got to D.C., I got on the apps. Matched with this girl. She was like, hey, we can meet at, you know, 730. It sounds great, right? Meet at 7.30, meet at this place, right? So get there, packed bar, sit down at a table. She shows up and she goes, hey, and this is like across town. So I had to drive to Uber like 25 minutes to get here, right? She gets there, she goes, hey, uh, I hope this is okay, but I have like a friend's birthday party in like 30 minutes. Oh, she double booked you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say trying to fit a date in between engagements. That was one story from a bad, like a bad girl that did it to me. But also I've had times where like I've told friends I'm going to do something. And then I've, I've been like, oh, I have enough time. And then you end up actually really vibing with the girl that you're on a date with. And then your friends are like, yo, where are you? And you're like, I'm not going to make it tonight. Like never, never schedule activities after activities the old double book yeah the, the other one that kind of falls into that is she plans the date right so you guys like set everything up but she also planned a date with the dude she really wants to go out with mm, yeah backup date uh yeah that one is uh kind of in that that uh <laughs> that, that one that you put uh one of i i guess kind of now with since we're a professional podcast for my third pick playing off that when she is just there to get a free meal right when she orders the most expensive bottle of wine or the most expensive cocktail and the most expensive piece of food on the menu and then when you go to when you go to pay you kind of sit there for a second and you're like you want to split it and she goes like no, you're like, oh, okay. Guess I'm paying for this, you know, X hundred dollar meal that we got mm-hmm. where I got like chicken and green beans and a beer. Yeah, they do that all the time, bro. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Let's see what I'm trying to think. What have I done shitty on a first date <laughs> or, or just on a date in general? I would I would have said the blacking out is good. That was going to be my next one because I have done that on a date. <laughs> gotten way too drunk on a date. Oh yeah, getting way too drunk on a date is the worst. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'll say flirting with another girl. <laughs> bells palsy. <laughs> Eric just wrote on the sheet. Bells palsy. Like yeah. that's something you can't prevent on a date. Yeah, that's... flirting with another girl. I've made the mistake of doing that before. Or just like accidentally like looking at another girl, <laughs> yeah. Dude. Or like a girl walks by the table and you're hey, listen. There's certain modes we shift into as guys, right? Yeah. First date, you're not in that. You're not in the eye discipline mode yet, right? Especially yeah. if you've been single for a while and you've just been going out with the boys, your eye discipline is terrible. Yeah, head on a swivel, dog. So if you're so if you're if you're looking at the table and a hot girl walks by, you just do this. You track 
And then you come back and she's like, then if she catches a look of her, hey, that's not a good first date. <laughs> Bro, I had a girl tell me that one time. She was like, yo, you know what I noticed about you? She's like, you don't, I haven't seen you checking out any other girls. And in my head, I was like, I don't think you understand. I almost had seven strokes trying not to turn my fucking neck every time a big booty Judy walked by. Eggs, 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 eggs. I was sitting there on dates like the key and peel meme. He's just, he's just water falling sweat. He's no just... wonder he's shitting himself. He's <laughs> yeah, no bro. God damn. Eggs, you're too busy shitting yourself to look at other people. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's like, you look beautiful. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I'm Eric's trying to get his eyes big enough to see everything in his perips. He's like, he's leaning back. What what movie was it where he's like, he's out, it's like an older dude with a younger dude, and they're out, and he's like, no, no, dude, don't turn and look. He's like, when you see him coming, you turn into the direction they're going to be walking in. So when they walk into your line of sight, you're already looking there. You know what I mean? So you got to teach that to the youngins. Uh, but with my third pick, I'm going to go with um, uh, one of the first things that happened to me in Phoenix. I went on a date. Um, she was Mormon, and that's the end of it. That was the one of the worst dates I've ever had. <laughs> I was not prepared for anything she was saying or any of her beliefs or her like foundational upbringing. I was like, this is all bad. So, word of advice: don't date outside of religions you're comfortable with or that you actually know something about. Because if you don't know anything about it, you're gonna make yourself look like a jackass, like I did. Mormons are the ones that can't drive cars, right? Dude, there was – I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't ask questions. No, uh, and, on, and on this podcast to get us banned, Eric talks bad about Mormons. <laughs> Only took you 26 minutes there, big hoss. Listen, I'm not trying to get us canceled. And then uh, just to go back-to-back back real quick, fourth pick, um, I accidentally told a chick uh, – not accidentally. I realized that she was friends with a chick that I was hooking up with, and in my moment of excitement, let it slip that I was banging her friend too. So that day ended Oh, quickly. All right. So I just wrote this down. It might be too similar to yours. So I'm going to say it right now. Mm-hmm. This is something I do all the time. And it's thinking I said one thing and being, and, and I, you boys know me when I think I'm right. I hunker down. I'm like, no, I definitely told you this story. No, you didn't. I'm like, I could have sworn I told you this story. She's like, no, you didn't. And then while I'm hunkering in for that third, no, 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 you're wrong. It pops into my head that, no, you didn't, Nick. <laughs> you told it to this other person. And Another I have to be like, day. <laughs> and I have to be like, and I've, I've, you know, credit to him. I've had dates be like, you told that to another girl. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I have to be like, no, baby. <laughs> no, bro. I'd be like, you know how much shit you told me today you've told other guys? Fuck off. No, baby. I ain't talking to other ladies, baby. Uh, saying something <laughs> stupid is my next one. That's, yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> so that, that kind of falls in line with Nick's, but I mean, you know. I've done it a few times. I was like, man, you okay? Who died? <laughs> and then someone died. Just for the for like the record, asking who died is not a good question to just ask. Because <laughs> if someone did die, you look like a jackass. <laughs> I had it once on a date where I made a joke about 
her father, I was like, what is your dad this or something? And she's like, well, my dad's dead. So, and I was like, <laughs> That's a bad it was like within two years. And she turned out to be pretty cool, but <laughs> like, she's like, well, my dad's dead. Don't worry about it. But maybe not. Maybe no more jokes about dead dads. Okay. <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's the pretty yeah that's bar. pretty reasonable yeah it's pretty low bar yeah uh oh speaking of low bars this is uh, this is not my fourth one but just a caveat uh i was talking to one of my female friends out here and i didn't go on a date with her and, and have no have no desires on dating her but she was talking about how she was dating a she went on a date with a guy and for the first half of the date she didn't think he could read like he didn't pick up the menu he hadn't been at this restaurant before. He didn't pick up the menu. He like asked the waiter what specials they had. He asked the waiter what his favorite drink was. Like he didn't look at his like he just did like she was just like I was convinced he couldn't read. And I was like, how would have that gone? Would have you gotten a second date? She was like, no, it wasn't a deal breaker. Literacy was not a deal breaker for my friend. <laughs> That's a low bar. I was like, holy cow. Uh, all right, so my fourth pick, I'm going to go with you have a spot where either you take dates or you know it's a good restaurant because you're there with your buddies for happy hour or whatever, or it's just your chill spot and you want to take a girl there after a couple of dates, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's you've been there Monday through Sunday at all hours of the day and night, and this restaurant is never packed. So you tell this girl, oh, we don't need a reservation. You walk in. This place is packed to the walls. <laughs> and you got to be like, it was, it's never like this. And then you look like such a bitch. <laughs> it's, I come here all the time. You have no pool. No, no pool <laughs> at all. Could I get a table, dude? <laughs> uh, Fucking bum. Bums. All right. Last pick, boys. Oh, my last pick again. <laughs> um, I, I, this is, this is maybe I, I've been a victim and I've probably been the person to do this too clingy on the first date. Ooh, There's like, like the, what? Like pet names. Yeah. I did like that. There, okay. There's an order. There's an order of the way things go on this. Right. Like, you don't ask for a second date at the date. You do, like, the text afterwards. You're like, hey, I had a lot of time. Or I, had, I, had a, I, had, I had a fun time. I hope to do it again, right? That's There's there's levels to this shit, right? It's, like, staying oh, over I after the first, was, like, I thought no, there was like, more. You said no, because well, I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to be, like, like, if you do end up hooking up on the first date, oh, like, don't, stays don't stay over. The next day, dude. Bro, never. Leave. Are you are you not planning the escape, Nick? Like, are you not setting the foundation for the I gotta leave in the morning? Or Eric, if it's at my house, yeah, I'm not you can... leaving. I'm not leaving some like random I've, in my house. I've literally showered, gotten ready, and left just to make a girl leave, and then waited like five minutes, and then came back to my crib. I will go to any length necessary. If I don't, if my if my pre planning isn't successful and getting them to not stay. I will take it to another level, bro. I'll call my mom and be like, mom, I need you to call me and tell me dad died right now. Like, by, I'll do it, bro. By, by the way, we are not releasing one. Day. This is a male-only episode, Jermaine. <laughs> Said it like that. If this information gets in the hands of my future dates, <laughs> girlfriends, anything like this, 
<laughs> it's a wrap. Hey, but you if she's your future, that. you should have said that before you gave us your five. Damn. <laughs> Shit. He filled out the whole list and then said, Shit. "We can't air this." Shit. We can't. Make, air this. Dude, make this a lost tape. Hey, <laughs> yeah, the lost tapes. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm my last. My last one is uh, I like to call it the Nick special. And it's uh, spilling food or drink on your clothes. It's not even a special. That's the Nick regular. I did, you know what I've started doing? I've started warning dates. I've started to be like, you know what my most toxic trait is? And they're like, what? And I'm like, I spill food on myself like all the time. <laughs> like, I, I'm not a messy eater. Like, you won't see me be like, like, I'm a very considerate eater. But by the end of this meal, there will be a stain on my shirt. <laughs> it, was, it was unavoidable. It was, it just, it's it's who I am. If you can't embrace me for me, this ain't going to work out. It was unavoidable. It had to be done. It had to be the God. It's a sacrifice to the gods. They demand it. By the way, I sent you a, I sent you a, a t-shirt company on Instagram that is looks pretty legit at stain repellent so you should look into it <laughs> the gods won't like that dude <laughs> hey sometimes you gotta tempt the gods bro. Uh, all right eric finish this up uh oh yeah so last one's pretty easy for me uh word of advice to all my fanatics uh, that listen to us and any fanatic out there do not go on a date when your sports team that you care about a lot is playing because you will show her your worst side and she will never call you again so i went to brunch one time with a girl during the Eagles game. Game wasn't going the way it was. I thought it was going to go. I was screaming, mad, pissy. Never talked to that girl again. I mean, shit, dude. You get mad when you're down one point. I couldn't <laughs> imagine what this day had to see. I, I'm going to expand yours too, Eric, to any major sports event. Really any sports event that you find interesting at all. I can't go to bars with TVs anymore until the summer's over. I find every baseball game so enter entertaining. Yeah. And I'll just be like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so you're trying to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing tonight? I live pretty close. <laughs> you got to get you a chick that's super into the Nationals, bro. Or just into baseball in general. Yeah, I mean, she could have it. Uh, I don't know why I said the national specific. What was that, Eric? <laughs> I, no, it's because I've had a couple girls come into my life who, like, were sports fans. For those that aren't watching, I put that in quotations. And it's just, it's just not a good mix. Like, especially if she's extremely knowledgeable about sports and kind of starts making you feel dumb for a second, and then you just lash out at her. Like, it's just a bad combo. Like, I need a chick that hates sports and just lets me do sports without her. So it's Eric, you. Eric, Eric, so it's just, you that says don't date her because Eric, your insecurities. Eric just described a girl who likes sports and then four things that he could prevent. <laughs> he was like, I don't like a girl that likes sports and she's knowledgeable about it because I'm not too knowledgeable. That'll make me angry. Then I'll be angry at her. Bro, it's all him. It's purely yeah, him. He yeah. advised all the listeners to not do it because of him specifically. That's great, dude. No, I, I dated a chick whose dad was a football coach. And apparently she listened to her dad. So we were like talking about football. And then she started hitting me with like the mic backer needs to do this. And I was like, what? And then like it just got it just got escalated from there. And I was like, you know too much. You've, you're a dude. I'm out.
my 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 problem Dude, with that, that awesome my problem with that though is that you like i would love a date like that but there's this there's this new hot thing among single people called mansplaining <laughs> where if the dude just says anything with passion and the girl knows a little bit about it he's yeah. mansplaining to her yeah thanks for mansplaining mansplaining to us dude you're welcome hey <laughs> uh mansplaining is just explaining Yes. But doing it well, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there there are times where like they're like, "Oh, let me tell you about this thing you know a lot about." After the girl has already been like, "I know a lot about this thing." My thing is like, if you haven't told me before, and I start explaining football, and they're like, "Oh, is that what football is?" I was like, "Well, maybe you should have told me before you were a football fan." <laughs> then we would have gone into like level two hundred two type shit. Yeah. Or like, or like out football of baseball for game. intermediaries, <laughs> right? I, I took a girl to a baseball game once. I spent three innings talking about baseball, and she goes, do you think I don't know what baseball is? I was like, you could have stopped me at any time. At any time, you could have been like, yeah, I like." you could have said, be like, oh, yeah, if you knew what I was talking about, then you could have filled in the next sentence. I would have been like, oh, shit, that's really cool that you know baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would have moved from beginner to intermediate, and I would have been like, Oh, suicide squeeze. And you would have been like, what? Because I know more than you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's so funny. (laughs) Like women get mad about mansplaining and the whole problem is they don't communicate. Right. At all. Ever. About anything. And then they get mad about it. Would you date a chick who is a diehard I'm not going to pick a rival, but she doesn't like your team. She likes her own teams. Red Wings, no. So if it's a if it's a rival, it's a no. But any other team, you're whatever. Like if it is she what it is. She's passionate about a team that I don't give a fuck about. It's perfectly fine. But if she's passionate and she's a St. Louis Cardinals fan, it's on site, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. on site. She's gonna get a three piece and a soda, and yeah. that is one more piece of chicken than a two piece and a soda. So she about to get served mean. What'd you, what would you say, Eric? If she knows about sports, she's a dude. So yeah, she's about to get handled like a dude. That's First awesome. of all, for all the ladies listening, we're not serious. There are ladies that listen to this podcast. Yes, bro. Jason and Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, nerds. Sing. <laughs> yeah, to all the ladies listening to this, the top five worst things I said, it's all for comedic purposes, didn't happen to me. I don't do them. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I second that sentiment. Eric, read this list off, and then we'll move into the, our master's coverage. All right, so uh, top five uh, worst things that happen on a date. Nick had the first pick. Um, showed up to a date. Girl did no talking. Uh, number two, fitting a date in between other scheduled activities. Uh, she's Number three, she's just there for a free meal. The worst of the worst. Number four, show up with no reservation, and it's packed after telling her that you that was your spot. And then number five, uh, when either party is being too clingy. Uh, Jermaine had the second pick, went with uh, number one pick, star fishing. Number two, blacking out on a date. <laughs> number three, flirting with another girl. Number four, saying something stupid. And number five, spilling food or drink on yourself. Uh, which is funny because I feel like if number two happens, the rest are going to happen. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, I had oh, the third. Notice the trend. <laughs> and hey, ju- hey, just letting you know, Eric. A little yeah. inside baseball. If number one happens, the next four. <laughs> <happen>. Yeah. 
right. Well, you should have gone blackout first, and then it would have been able. It would have just been cohesive. It would no, and no, finish no. the star fishing. If star fishing happens, oh, then, then everything happens. <laughs> oh, so you started a date with Seth? Come right, cool. <laughs> oh, man. All right, and then I had to yeah, like like pe- people say, go to a movie and then dinner, so you have something to talk about. Jermaine doesn't. Jermaine makes yeah. his own movie and then goes. He to shows dinner. up at the apartment, bangs ones out, see what the chemistry's like, and then we'll figure out the rest of the date from there. Uh, third pick, I had. Uh, I actually went with stuff that happened to me, unlike these two j- jamokes. So, uh, shit myself All on a date. This happened to me. What do you mean? Uh, Bell's palsy. None of it uh, happened to me. By Bell's palsy, I mean I had the onset <laughs> of Bell's palsy on a first date. Um, dated and, a Mormon and girl gout. and knew nothing about her religion and gout. Uh, spilled the tea about sleeping with her friend and uh, take a girl on a date while your team is playing. Do you still hook up with that girl that you that you told that you were sleeping with her friend? Of course. Uh, you are such a silver tongue devil, dude. How how Eric gets away with the things he gets away with is beyond me. You tell him you love if, him. And if do anything if you, you ever for those of, for those of you who are listening out there, off air. If you ever meet Eric and I in the same city, have him tell you the story about tripping in front of a police officer. <laughs> he gets away with everything. <laughs> and then also have him tell you a story about being one bar ahead of us in Japan. <laughs> All right, dude, we don't got to. Yeah, those are off the podcast stories for the homies. I didn't reveal anything. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I, those are the questions they need to ask you when they meet you in person. <laughs> Yeah. And you need to read them in NDA first. <laughs> Room 303 NDA. All right. That wraps up Pop Culture Pick'em. <laughs> so now we'll be getting into our Masters coverage. Uh, we'll be picking some winners. We'll be talking about the field and uh, discuss uh, the comings and goings of – is this the first major of the year? Uh, the players, I think. On it. The players was the was the first major, I believe. Was the first major. Okay. So uh, the live golfers are back in the fold. For those of you who've been living under a rock, uh, live golf is the, what is it, Saudi Arabian backed? I believe. I PFI from Saudi Arabia. I yeah, I believe so. Um, so all those players who signed with live golf and were ex, you know, persona non grata from – uh, the PGA Tour are now back. They're allowed to play in the Masters. So, you know, who I think is the best golfer in the world, but is no longer ranked for obvious reasons. Uh, Dustin Johnson's in the field. <clears throat> you know, as well as Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. And uh, is is Phil Mickelson in this? I think so. No, I don't know if I saw this. No, he's not. I don't think he is. He's not in the tournament. I don't think he is. Yeah, I didn't see his name. I'm not sure if he's hurt. But... He is. He's in it. Mm-hmm. He he's is. off at 12-24. Yep. 12-24? Yeah. Like the odds? No, no. He tees off at 12-24 a.m. He is a plus. He is a plus. I don't see his uh, name. Plus 200,000 or plus 20,000 to win. Oh, okay. I went pretty fucking far and still didn't see him. Yeah, I don't see him on the plus 20,000 to win. 
His name is still Phil Mickelson, right? His name is, should be still Phil Mickelson, yeah. <laughs> Unless the official PGA website has the has the the leaderboard wrong. It must be the I'm, I'm looking at DraftKings, so uh, it's neither here nor there. So we'll be talking about you know winners who we think can finish top twenty. Some of our favorite bets from this. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, Nick, and you can uh, take it away. Yeah. So we call the Masters a tradition like no other. Uh, there's not a lot new about Augusta this year. So there's a new tee box uh, that lengthens out number 13 and will make it more difficult. It's a little bit over uh, 7,500 yards over a par 72. Uh, generally, it's going to that, – that so we're going to talk about three metrics for you guys to pick a Masters winner, all right? So you want to have – and, and we're going to use these stats called strokes gain. Okay. The third and least important one of them is strokes gained off the tee. How well a guy drives the ball, right? Because Augusta uh, Augusta is an easy driving course, it's going to allow the guys who drive better, maybe not further, but the guys that drive better to succeed and put themselves in for a second shot. This is the most important metric at Augusta is approach shots. Guys can win Augusta based on approach shots. Scotty Scheifler last year was fifth or was uh, was fourth. Let me see this. I have it here. Uh, bu- 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 is bu- it Scheffler or Scheifler? Scheif, Scheffler. Scheffler. Yeah, All right. It's he Scheffler. Was for- he was fourth last year? He was fourth in strokes gained by approach. Matsuzama, Matsuzama, the year before it was six, right? So that's something for you to cue on, right? Guys that are very good at approach shots. And I mentioned three metrics. The second metric that we want to focus on is guys that gain strokes around the green, not on the green, but around the green. So think chipping, right? That's what, those are the three things you got to look at. First and foremost, strokes gained in their approach shots. Second most, strokes gained by around the green. And third, strokes gained off the tee. So with that being said, there are 11 guys who meet this. Or sorry, nine guys who are the top 25 this year in strokes gained in those three categories. All right, everybody tracking? Okay, so we're they're top 25 in all three categories. Right. Okay. Well, at least two of the three. Sorry. At least two, two, of, two the of the three. Got it. At least two of the three. And there's 10 of them. Sorry. I just looked at my list. I can't count very goodly. There is Scotty, who we've already mentioned, Rory, Tyrell Hatton, John Rom, Colin Murakawa, Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau. Cameron Young, Gary Woodland, and Jason Day. All right, those are the 10. There are also two one-off guys that I liked that I want to mention. Justin Thomas is number one in strokes gained around the league, around the green, sorry. And Tommy Hogue is number one in the PGA Tour this year in approach shots. So those are a couple of guys uh, to keep your eyes on. 
right. what do you from that? What do you boys think? Uh, so I was gonna take one of two players to win the Masters this year. I have Justin Thomas or Colin Marikawa. I'm glad to hear that you said both their names. Um, so Justin Thomas is plus 2,200 right now. Uh, I love the, those odds. And Colin Morikawa is plus 2,800. Uh, for, for those two, I will be taking them to finish top 10 as well. Uh, Justin Thomas is plus 200 to finish top 10. And Colin Marikawa is plus 210 to finish top 10. And then ultimately, I'm betting on who I think is the best golfer uh, in the world right now uh, to finish in the top 10. I'll take Dustin Johnson at plus 210. Um, and I have to sprinkle a little pizza money on my favorite golfer, uh, Jordan Spieth, Go Horns. Um, so I'll take him for winner, top five, and top 10 uh, just because I have to bet my guy. Uh he always gets some sort of bet every single time, and uh, that's how I'm. That's how I'm betting the Masters this year. Now, obviously, uh, for those of you who are following us on YouTube and watching what we're sharing right now, uh, Scotty Scheffler is the odds-on favorite currently at plus six fifty. Uh, Roy McIlroy is plus seven fifty. You know the penultimate. Uh, then you have John Ram. Plus 850, Jordan Spieth plus 1800, Tony Finnau plus 2000, uh, tied with the same odds with Patrick Cantley, uh, Justin Thomas, Jason Day, and Dustin Johnson all at plus 2200. And I'll, I'll close out with the 2800s. So you have Sanders Chaffel at plus 2500, and then you have Max Hama, Colin Marikawa, and Cameron Young. Uh, actually, read that wrong. Uh, Max Hama and Colin Marikawa are both at plus 2,800. So I will issue a word of ca caution here for Scotty as the favorite. There have only been three back-to-back -back Masters champions in PGA, in, in Masters history. And the last one was 2000, 2001 Tiger Woods. Hmm. So it is, it is very hard uh, to win back-to-back -back Masters. Also, how Nick approached the MLB, though, we're due for it. He bet the Astros to repeat. So there you go. We're due for one. Also, since 2010, 13 years, there have only been three multi-time champions. Phil Mickelson in 2010, Bubba Watson in 2014, and Tiger Woods in 2019. A third nugget, a third Knicks nugget, is in the past decade, the winners have been an average of 27 to 1. So if you look, if you look around that, those odds, Colin Murakawa. 27 to 1 definitely points to Colin Murakawa. He's at what, 25 to 1 right now, Jermaine? Uh, 2,800, so it'd be 28 to 1. A couple of other guys I want to point out. Tony Finau, 20 to 1, right? You can get him plus 190 to finish top 10 right now. Mm -hmm. Cameron Young, a guy who's middle of the pack, well, who, who's uh, 14th. He is 12th and 17th in off the tee and approach, respectively, on the PGA Tour right now. He's 28 to 1 right now. 
you can get him top 20 at plus 110 right now. And then Jason Day. Jason Day is kind of at the bottom of, of approach uh, and around the green, two of the most important ones, also in the top 25. He's 22 to one right now. You can get a minus 115 to finish the top 20. Those are the two bets that I, or those are the three bets that I'm making. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so, so to speak to the, sorry, Eric, but to speak to the 27 to one odd that you were talking about, the name that I keep looking at right now, based off the uh, strokes approach metric that you gave as well, is Cameron Young at plus 3,500. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. But go ahead, Eric. What do you got? Cameron Young is 3,500 now? Plus 3,500. Yeah. So, so just a couple of the nuggets that I was that I've been looking at, and and golf is not my it's not my sport. Don't watch it. Only played it once. But, um, so four of the last five have been American. Um, the Americans uh, at the Masters uh, in the last what thirty years, they've never gone more than two years without winning. I know that um, what's his name, uh, Scheffler won it last year. Uh, I'm gonna go with three Americans uh, as what I would pick. So Scheffler. Jordan Spieth and Patrick Cantlay, um, just based off of that tidbit. Um, and then another tidbit that I was looking up here, uh, Brooks Kepka um, always finished top five uh, before the last two where he finished uh, top 12 and top, what's, uh, 50, he's, oh, he finished 55th. Uh, but he's coming in uh, playing for Liv. He's coming in hot. He just won a tournament in Orlando. Um, he says that he's got his swagger back. Uh, I'm going to go with – I would. Oh. Oh, I would put a little bit of money on the plus four thousand Kepka to win it, uh, but a smarter bet I think would be for uh, on Kepka either a top ten, top five finish. Uh, again, Patrick Cantley, a little bit under the twenty seven to one nugget, but at plus two thousand, um, I would I would put money on that also to finish top ten. So things that I, best I would make: Scotty Scheffler, uh, Jordan Spieth, and Patrick Cantley at least a top five, a top ten finish, uh, and then I'm going Brooks Kepka. Cantley or uh, our buddy Scheffler to, to be the first repeat winner since Woods. So based on that, I do love the fact that you said Americans have won four out of the last five years and a shots gained on the approach is the best metric. That points Tom Hogue. Tom Hogue right now is a hundred to one. The last I checked, what is he at right now, Jermaine? How do you spell his name? H O G E. H O G E. Mm-hmm. You can get Tom Hogue based off everything we've said so far. Him going top 40 is minus 135 right now. To finish inside the top 30 is plus 125. I'm going to take Tom Hogue at least top 30. I mean, plus money, right? Plus why money. Not, why not for a top 30 finish? So I have and Tom what is he to highlight, win? Hi- highlighted right now. He is plus 10,000. And I'll uh, take him at 100 to 1 odds to win. 101 to win uh, top five finish plus 1800 plus 700 for a top 10 finish. <laughs> Obviously for those of you listening who aren't very familiar with betting golf, uh, betting finishes is a good way to go, uh, which is why that's kind of what we're talking about currently displayed on the screen. We only have top 10 and top five before you get their winning odds, but they do allow for top 20 and top 30 bets. So if you agree with any of the names that we've mentioned, you agreed with any of the metrics or nuggets that we've thrown out, feel free to check the top 20 and top 30 odds. I will let you know that most of the individuals that I've named that I'm interested in betting on, 
that's who I'll be betting for top 20 and top 30. So, you know, Spieth, Marikawa, uh, Dustin Johnson, and, you know, I'll probably take a flyer now on Cameron Young uh, just because of how fascinating that all is. But uh, I, I think the Masters is going to be real fun this year. That's, I'll, I'll finish it off here with my bets, and then we can talk about the Masters. So I want Cameron Young plus 110 right now, top 20. You said Cameron Young was, what, 35 to 1 to win? Yes. I'll take him 35 to 1 to win. And then I'm, I'm going to go against my gut here, and I'm going to break the streak of Americans winning. John Rahm gets his first uh, green jacket at the Masters, 9 to 1 odds on John Rahm. Uh, one of the best approach players in the world right now. My uh, second to last bet is I'm going to bet on uh, Tyrell Hatton. Tyrell Hatton to finish uh, top 30 is minus 125. I'm going to get him to finish at least top 30. And then my final bet, and one I just don't want to make, but there is also, Jermaine talked to you about the types of prop bets you can make in golf. Another one of them is make or miss the cut. <laughs> there is a golfer that is near and dear to my heart competing in the Masters, and that would be Tiger Woods. Obviously, 2019, we if you're a golf fan, you remember a 43-year-old Tiger Woods winning at Augusta. It, it is, it, the, the image is seared into my brain and will be until the day that I die. Tiger Woods to miss the cut is plus 110 right now, and I'm jumping all over. Tiger Woods last week at Valero could barely walk for four rounds. He's not making the cut. He has a couple of masters. He, he has only a few masters left. I'm sorry, Tiger. Plus 110 is just too delicious. So, so um, Nick, for for anybody that's going to ride with you on their John Rom to uh, win that, uh, just a little tidbit here. Um, there have only been five wire-to-wire winners in the Masters history. Craig Wood, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Raymond Floyd, and Jordan Spieth did it in 2015. You can get John Rahm at plus 900, but if you get him to lead wire-to-wire, it's plus 6,600. He is the number one first-round performer, number two in second-round scoring, number eight in third-round scoring, and number three in fourth-round scoring. So based off of that, if you think he's going to win – you know, getting being the leader at the end of each day is crazy, but at 6,600 odds, throw a little pizza money on it, see what happens. You might be able to buy yourself a new Buick or something. I don't know. Uh, Phil Nicholson minus 135 to miss the cut. Yeah, not bad. So I, that's just a, a fun bet to make the cut. He's plus 100. Um, so if you want to fade the old heads, uh, you very well, very well can. Um, they have some fun to make the cut parlays. Can I interest you in uh, Roy, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Cameron Young, and Brooks Kepka to make the cut at minus 155? Interesting. Or a McIlroy, Spieth, Young, Kirk at minus 105. No, I don't like I don't like uh, these these uh, these parlays. They scare me. <laughs> I have scared money. Uh, scared money don't make money. And then, uh, any other, any other props? They have something called nationality props. Uh, I do uh, have, uh, U.S. U.S. winner, by the way, four of the last five years, like Eric said, U.S. winner, a U.S. winner. Yes. Is minus minus one thirty five. There's that, that still hasn't been impacted by the juice. 
yeah. something I read, there's been 34 aces in tournament history. Uh, 24 whole, uh, 24 of them have happened on hole number 16. Um, it's a it's 170 yard part three. Uh, but basically, um, of the majority of these have come in the last uh, eight in the last 11 tournaments that the, there's been a hole in one. So, put a little juice on that. You know, somebody gets that. that. Can you pull that odd up? What was the uh, what was it one more time? Hole in one, a hole in one during the tournament at any point. Ooh, so what would that be under? I remember there used to be a gambling website where you could just search this stuff and it would come up. Tournament props, maybe. Hole winner, tournament props. Hole winner. Based on that dating thing, nobody's. All right, so here we go. Tournament specials. Any players to bog to be bogey free seventy two holes? Yes, plus thirty five hundred. A hole in one, a hole one and playoff. Any player to shoot fifty nine or better. No, <laughs> that has never happened. Thirty thousand. No. Big guns versus the field. Let's see. Wire to wire winners plus twelve hundred. <clears throat> yeah, hold on. Let me see. Double chance, triple chance, top senior, top debutant, top lefty, top former winner. Hole in one. Okay. Two or more. Tournament holes in one, yes, is plus 125. Geez, so they think someone's going to hit a hole in one. Yeah, I guess so. So hole in one round one is plus 1,000. Uh, it's like that for all the rounds except for round four. Hole in one in round four is plus 120. Why is round four so? Hey, Nick, what, what or Jermaine, what was the odds for? Uh, what was the odds for the, was it 59, did you say? Hey, I can't hear you. Can you get closer? 59, to yes. Okay, so the <laughs> lowest round ever in the history of the Masters was done in 1986 by Nick Price. He shot nine under at 63. Yeah, no uh, chance. Lean, it's not happening. Lean, lean in. Lean in. Lean in. <laughs> Can't hear you, bro. <laughs> Sorry, uh, so hole-in-one, just a hole-in-one tournament is minus 200. So yes. Is I mean, I would almost bet no, right? At plus one fifty. Yeah. yeah, at plus one fifty. Follow the juice. What hey, Eric? What what hole at the Masters normally gets the gets the hole in one? Twenty four at hole sixteen. I think it was. So they have sixteen they minus one thirty five. Hole four, hole six, hole twelve, and hole sixteen are the options uh, that they have. So I feel like those are the most uh, prominent. Uh, yeah, hole sixteen is minus, minus one thirty five. That's crazy. Oh. Uh, can you look up how many uh, hole in ones happened last year, or maybe the last few years? There, there was one last year. Uh, Stuart Clink got a hell of a roll to find the bottom of the cup on hole number sixteen in round two. <laughs> um, there's been one in the last eight eleven. There's been one in the last eight out of the eleven, and there's been six in the past seven. Well, okay, yeah. So. Uh, uh, you know, EPE nugget, the four major tournaments, uh, Masters comes first, then the U.S. Open, then the Open Championship, then the PGA Championship. Uh, I guess the, yeah, the players is not a, is not a major. Uh, I don't think we have anything else. No, I don't I think, think that's it. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. I normally don't tune into the Masters very often until it gets to the weekend, but I'm going to be locked in on Saturday and Sunday. I like to watch a little bit on Thursday and then all day Sunday. 
Um, so he, here are some Tiger Woods props. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the GOAT. Um, well, we already talked about him. Yeah, but over three and a half birdies in round one? No. You don't think so? He's not making the cut. Well, you think that. Tiger Woods to make an albatross plus 20,000. <laughs> Tiger Woods hole in one on hole 16 plus 10,000. Tiger, Tiger Woods to break the course record. I would be going ballistic. If he broke the course record. What's the course record, Eric, you just said was 63. Nine under at 63? Yeah, yeah, okay. For, for one round, yeah. I don't know about the whole tournament, what the finishing total would be, but I can look that up right quick. What if Tiger Woods breaks the course record and then also misses the cut? <laughs> <laughs> Is the course record now all the days combined? No, it's just one round. 268, Dusty Johnson got it in 2020. And what is the – and then, oh, we already know the round record. We just talked about that. Yeah. Well, 268 is 20 under. Because um, it's a par 72, right? Correct. Is there a bet for a first-time winner? Um – there might be. Let's see. Oh, tournament man. props, maybe. All right. So tournament line and then tournament props. Click on it. Playoff specials, 72nd hole. Top former winner, top lefty, top debutant. Triple chance, double chance. Top debut. Uh, let's see. Winner in the final pairing. Round props, golfer props, nationality props, golfer props. Let's see. To make an eagle, play wire to wire. To lead after round one and win, player to be in final group round four. Man, there's uh, a lot that you can bet for this, for golf. Yeah, we don't, we don't got to look into it, but one thing I was reading is that there's only been... So this isn't really a plane to a first-time winner, but uh, there's only been a first-time Masters, uh, like their first time at the Masters. There's only been one person to win that. Um, it was uh, Fuzzy Zoller in 1979. 17, 17. 1979, sorry. Uh, so there's 16 new players this year that have never participated in the tournament. Um, I would automatically scratch them out from your board um, and work with a smaller pool if you're looking to bet something because – only one person has ever done it, so. So then read the names. Uh, ooh, let me see if I have that pulled up. Well, you could probably pull it up uh, under top debutant. Uh, oh, so I have I have the 16 players here. Um, Sam Bennett, Ben Carr, Aldrich po- Potgeiter, Aldrich Potgeiter, uh, Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira, Matthew McLean, Mito Pereira, Tom Kim, Kurt Kitayama, Taylor Moore, Adam Svensson, Svensson, I guess he's he's from Canada, uh, Sahith Figala, Svensson's from Canada, Ryan Fox, Adrian Moronk, Kazuki Higa, Gordon Sargent, that's the 16. 
Yeah, I just uh, you could bet top debutante. Do you have a name in mind, Eric? Uh, so in this article, the top debutante is the uh, his name is Ben. Uh, what's his name? Car. Sa- no, Sam Bennett. He is the number six world amateur golf rank. He's ranked number six world amateur golf. He's at Texas A and M. His coach is his caddy. He's the 2022 SEC Player of the Year, and he just came off winning a tournament. So he's the favorite newbie. He's not the favorite on here, bro. Top debutante. That has him at plus 3,000. Shit. Damn. Well, let me see what article this is. Let me see what. This is the, Augusta, this is the Augusta Chronicle. I don't know, you know. That's from friggin' Longhorns Network. Bro, <laughs> it's the Augusta Chronicle. Bro, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to take their word on this. Right. Uh, yo, put me down for Sam Bennett at plus 3,000 as the top debutante. If no one else will take it, I'll take it. All right. Anything else? No? Maybe? No. Enjoy the Masters. It's it's. If you've never watched it before, and you're listening to this podcast, I don't I don't really know why you haven't. But it's it's awesome. It's it's fun, man. It really is. It's a lot of fun. It's an easy game to watch because you don't have to be totally plugged in the whole time. Great great background noise. It's the perfect event to nap and wake up to to finish and watch the dude dinner. i was just gonna say i think my dad loves master season because he gets to throw his feet up pour himself a little funky drink kick back and he naps harder than a villain dude i'll be like dad what happened in the tournament today you're like i don't know look at the board i'm like you aren't even watching the masters you just put it on because it's a tradition for you you don't even watch the shit he's like it's a time-honored tradition it's on the television eric I'm like, all right dad He's right. not wrong. Everything he said is correct. It's factual. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, Masters is meant for napping unless you're physically at the Masters. Right? And then you can probably still nap and catch the end. For sure, bro. Look, if I'm at the Masters, I'm bringing a lounge chair. I'm sitting as close to the line as possible. People are going to have to move around me. I'm going to park at one hole and see every golfer come through. I ain't following nobody. And your boy's probably about to be 11, 12 brewskis deep before 1 p.m. And he's going to be at City Jones by 3. That's the only golfing golfing experience I've ever had as far as going to majors was was uh, waste management or the TPC. <sighs> that place gets rowdy. Were you there the year our buddy Manny ran across the green while fucking homeboy was teeing off? And he had like three security guards chasing him down. And I was drunk and I was like, I don't know what to do. My buddy's running across. He's getting chased by security. What do I do? So I ain't no bitch, so I jumped the rope and fucking chased him across the green so he wouldn't get tackled. It was, it was all bad. We got thrown out. How does how does you <laughs> you just Is that a story you read in the newspaper? He had no. fo- he had FOMO, bro. No, that that's actually happened. He, that's why he jumped in twenty with I ain't no bitch. Twenty sixteen, twenty sixteen with Manny, Manny V. Was this at sixteen? No, no, no. It was it was a totally different hole. No, no, no. It was I think it was like the fourth hole or something. Or whatever hole was right by where all the food stuff was. Cause we were drinking margaritas at the Blanco tent. And then we went to wander off. And when just, was it? 2016 or 17. Can't remember. Those are only two years I went, so it had to be one of those years. Uh, okay. Yeah, I it's forget not- what year. I forget what year I went, but yeah, I was, done, I was done pretty early. And then I rallied and went out at night. That was a bad <sighs> idea. 
That was a bad idea. All right, ladies and gentlemen, these knuckleheads have nothing else for you. Thank you for joining us for episode 190. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>